Welcome, Strikers. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Striker Thoughts. I'm your host, William Sow. For those just tuning in, Striker Thoughts is a podcast aimed at sharing innovation ideas, lessons learned, and discussions on the hottest topics within Air Force Global Strike Command. And today we have a very special episode. We are joined once again by Chief Master Sergeant Chaddick, and he is the second bomb wing command chief. So, Chief Chaddick, great to have you on the show again. Hey, Will, thanks for welcoming me back. I appreciate the opportunity to visit you and all our Striker Nation folks out there. Yes, sir, absolutely. So today, guys, uh, our, our episode, uh, we're going to dive in a little bit more, um, get, to, get to learn more about Chief Chaddick's uh, personality a little bit for, for those who, you know, haven't already met him or, you know, may not have had those extended conversations. Um, so, Chief, yeah, just one question, I guess. Um, what is, uh, we'll start off with, what is one of your biggest pet peeves? One of my biggest pet peeves is, gosh, I, I'd have to say that when, when folks have the talent and they're, they're just letting it just pour out of themselves into something negative rather than positive, I really hate watching an airman, a guardian, a civilian, a contractor when they're extremely gifted they don't realize how gifted they are and uh, they're almost squandering their resource of talent right absolutely yeah so so if if for the listeners out there that that aren't familiar you can you can already hear the leadership pouring out of chief chaddick right so that that's what i loved about our first episode sir um, you gave so many good gems in our last episode that was so leadership focused, right? The GPS analogy that you used, right? Golfing with our with our teammates. That was another one. Um, you know, so it, I, I wanted to ask something I didn't get to ask last time. If you could go back and talk to your younger self as, you know, as a staff sergeant, Staff Sergeant Chaddick, what would you be telling yourself based on your experience that you have under your belt now? The first thing I would tell myself is everything matters. The small things matter just as much as the big things because with the small things you're going to create your habits. And if you're creating a good habit, that's awesome. But it's so difficult to break a negative habit. It's uh, If you're trying to stop cursing, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to uh, exercise more because you're not exercising enough. It's so difficult to break those those bad habits. So I would tell myself first, hey, young fella, all the small things matter because on those will build the foundation to become a better version of you. Uh, secondly, I would uh, I would say shrink your shrink your circle. Uh, find find the people that are more like minded of you earlier. Uh, and when somebody shows you who they are, Maya Angelou said it best, believe them the first time. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I would avoid the, that negative tribe that I, I tended to gravitate to. And when I was a staff sergeant, uh, young tech, uh, some of those things kind of slowed me down. And they built habits that carried on uh, as residual into my master sergeant, senior master sergeant, and sometimes even I find myself doing it all over again as a chief. And, <laughs> and it becomes part of my DNA. So if I could weave a better blanket of uh, just being a good human earlier in life, uh, I, would, I would do that. And, and lastly, I would say I would, I would learn to love and laugh more. I mean, uh, 
And when I say love, when you have unconditional love, Will, uh, you do things for others without the expectation for the return, right? Uh, I, uh, I, I don't take somebody out to eat or I don't give them money or I, I'm not kind. And opening, just simple thing like opening a door, mm-hmm. waiting on the thank you or the reciprocation of the, of the lunch coming back or, or the money coming back. You just do things and being grateful and loving one another. And, and just finding things to laugh at. Uh, even when you dork it up and you foul the ball, uh, laugh at that. Because right. in, in that mistake, there is learning. And inside that learning uh, comes wisdom. And uh, the best wisdom that I ever got was from the hard mistakes. And I'm like, ooh, wow, that really hurt. And, right. Uh, uh, I, would, I would say those things would be what I would focus on as a younger version of me. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's yeah, priceless information. Um, you know, sometimes when we look back at how far we've come and we think to ourselves in retrospect, you know, if I could go back and, and say these things or do these things, uh, I most definitely would. But at the same time, some of those lessons that you learned, some of those things that may have slowed you down, you, you gained something out of that experience as well. Um, so that's, that's extremely valuable. Um, so in, in keeping in line with that, um, I wanted to shift a little bit towards General Cotton's 2022 uh, strategic plan and the strategic strategy. And one of those pillars um, that we talked about, you know, before the show started was engagement, mm-hmm. right? So what are some, what are some tips uh, that you could give, um, you know, to, to our audience here that no matter what rank you are, you can, you can support that pillar? Uh, what are some what are some good examples of how strikers can can be engaged and, and give that engagement? Sure. Uh, let's just go ahead and set the stage for the four corners that General Cotton's trying to focus on. He and Chief Smith have spent a lot of time trying to create this this blueprint on where we need to go. Uh, so first is people, mission is second, modernization, and then engaging. Um, in their version of engaging and what we as Global Strike uh, Warriors need to focus on is the fact that we cannot go alone. We, we can't do it by ourselves. We're going to need our, our mission partners, our allies, uh, we're going to need our friends. So how do we boil that down to the lowest possible level, the deepest depths of our formation? Well, it all starts with just simply recognizing who's to your left and right. Uh, and making sure that you're you're doing what's within your scope and span of control uh, to build good, positive relationships. Uh, I'm reading an article before I came over here, and it said uh, it was talking about being connected. You know, COVID has made us less connected. Right. Uh, it's made us more introverted because we kind of pulled back. Um, and it says that if we can become a little bit more uh, engaged and create a sense of belonging, that as an employer we can have an annual savings of $52 million per, per 10,000 employees. Oh, now, wow. now think about that. Uh, it also says that uh, just having good colleagues and factoring in the, the point of job satisfaction, that if uh, job satisfaction goes up 77% if we have a friend at work. Yeah. Job satisfaction goes up 70%. So, so just the fact of us being good humans and connected with one another on a personal level uh, will help us break if we deploy to a downrange environment. Being able to learn the language, the culture, 
interact with our counterparts that are from that country that we are serving in, gosh, that's strengthening partnerships right there, right? And then all of those things come into play if we have, heaven forbid, that moment come where the alarm goes, goes off and the balloon goes up and we have to go to war. We're going to have to be able to count on those mission partners and allies. And most of our key leaders, they, let's be honest, they have been in the business, we're in this nation's jersey, long enough that they have those good friendships and partnerships that they built early on in their career. Right. Even as a young guardian, an airman, or, or a first-time civilian, uh, they built those partnerships that have endured a lifetime. Colin Powell spoke about it in his book, What Worked For Me. And it's really interesting listening to his little vignettes in that, that book about all the partnerships he made as a young uh, lieutenant, captain, and so on. It carried him all the way to Secretary of State. Yeah. Yeah, connections are extremely important. Um, and, and, you know, there's a fine line because sometimes when people hear about connections and networking, right, it, it almost seems like on the surface you're talking about popularity. You're talking about, you know, uh, you know, getting up with, with people who are in positions of power, you know, cozying up to them to, you know, for your own personal gain. But it's much more than that. It's about connecting, like, with exactly what you said, with peers, um, and leveraging who you know in order to get the mission accomplished and, you know, do things, uh, you know, that are beneficial uh, for the greater good uh, and for the whole, not just for selfish reasons, per se. Absolutely. If you're looking for those transactional relationships, they will be there. But if you're trying to put a little bit more skin in the game and you're not focusing on an expectation or a return, uh, I, if I do X for Will, Will's going to do Y for me. Right. If I just focus on investing in Will and Will sees me as genuine, authentic, loving, kind, considerate, then Will's going to go, hey, why, why am I not wanting to do something for Chaddick? And it, he, seems, he seems genuine. I need to take care of him. Uh, that, that's where our genuine, authentic relationships pay off in, in abundance with our engagement piece that uh, General Cotton and Chief Smith are focusing on on the world stage. When our partners and allies can see that we got their back, they're going to come to our, our defense when we need them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so shifting gears again, um, this is a more uh, kind of off-the-wall um, hypothetical question. So if you were not in the military, what do you think your profession would be, if you could choose? <laughs> Well, uh, if, if I had not come into the Air Force uh, when I did, I, I, I came from a rural area in southeast Arkansas, so I'd probably be doing something uh, in the farming or agricultural business. I would be back in my small town of uh, 340-plus people. <laughs> right. Uh, I wouldn't have been, been able to have all the opportunities afforded me to, to see the world, get education, Meet meet people all over the globe. Heck, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast right now. Yeah, yep. So, so that's probably where I would be. I, I would I would probably have something going on in the agricultural or farming related industry. Okay, okay. Um, and throughout your your career, you know, you've traveled to numerous places. What would you say has been one of the most enjoyable places or, or assignments um, that you've you've been on? Wow, that's a, that's a tough question because I, I found a lot of joy in every place that I've been. Um, I uh, I would have to say that some of my highlights would be Turkey, 
Uh, I was I was in Turkey as a uh, at, in 15, 2015 till about the end of 2016. Uh, went through the order of departure. Uh, had to send my son back home at the time. I was a single dad. Had to send my son back home. Went through uh, the coup uh, when they tried to tried to uh, assassinate their president and. Uh, uh, they cut the electricity off. That created a lot of hardships for oh, us wow. for, the, for the week plus that uh, they had us in the dark. Uh, at that particular place, I created more deeper relationships, deeper friendships, uh, and we kind of call ourselves the Turkey alumni yeah. because we graduated through all those hardships. <laughs> I, and, and I can pick up the phone and, and just start the conversation where we left off. And... Uh, I learned the value of adversity, and that adversity is the garden for relationships. When you have suffered through a certain life circumstance uh, with someone, and they've been right there at your six, taking care of you, and you've been taking care of them, I've found that I've grown deeper relationships through adversity than I ever have anywhere else. So I'd have to probably say if I had to rate number one, it would be probably Turkey. See, that's very interesting because a lot of people would, um, I say a lot of people, my initial reaction would be to pick a place that, you know, had the best food, had the best sites, you know, had had something that was more fun related. And your answer is very, hey, this is where a lot of stuff happened. And this is where, you know, I went through a, a lot of adversity and, and forged a lot of lifelong friendships, right? And so that's, that's an interesting take on... Uh, uh, interesting response to the question for sure. Um, I definitely agree that the the bonds that we forge when we're going through our struggles in life, those tend to be the most rewarding, um, and those tend to be the the longest lasting relationships that we'll carry forward, um, you know, in in our entire life. Yeah, I will. I agree. I found that to be true. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I am a big foodie. <laughs> uh, you can look at my waistline and tell that I like I like my food. I, I just learned more about me in the 19 months at Insulik, Turkey, uh, that I served there alongside of the, all the other warriors and civilians. Uh, I learned more about me, and I feel like I became a better version of me uh, in the face of all that stuff when I really could have chose a different path, right? So I, I just have to hang it back up on that. But don't get me wrong, if you want to invite me out for lunch or dinner, oh, yeah. I'm with you. Probably. Oh, yeah, so I'll definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely pick a spot. Um, okay, so so the last question, and um, you know, Master Sergeant Z had had brought this up. You know, he's he's retiring and, and getting out, and so he wanted to kind of touch on what what would you say to those that are are ready to leave, you know, the service, um, and and what would your advice be to them as they continue their journey into the next chapter? Well, the first thing I just have to say is thank you. Uh, for whatever level of service, uh, whatever length of service that you, you've given our country, uh, 4, 6, 20, 30. Uh, I would just have to say thank you. Secondly, I would, I would say leave, leave nothing on the field as you, as you depart and you hang up your jersey and you hang up your cleats. As you're walking off the field, be proud of all your accomplishments, even the ones that you kind of got a little bit wrong because... All of the mistakes have given you the lifelong lessons that you're going to carry forward into your next chapter. Uh, whether that you that's you picking up a GS job or a contracting job, 
or heck, you just depart completely from the military and you have a clean break. Uh, wherever you go, if you're just going to sit at home and Netflix and draw your check, that's cool too. However, there's going to be a great portion of you that is just inherently woven into the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. So you're going to find yourself getting frustrated with what's going on in the country. You're going to find yourself being proud of what's going on in the country just because it's been your lifeblood. Uh, be proud. Look to the horizon. Uh, embrace every sunrise and every sunset and know that you've left it better than when you found it and when, I would honestly say, when the military found you. So... That's, that would be my advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, throughout my time, I, you know, I've seen people retire on the civilian side. And, you know, we, we, we joke about it when we're in the thick of it, right? When we're not ready to hit the button, we always joke, you know, one day I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go and et cetera. Um, but when that moment comes, there's almost like this hesitation, right? We've talked about it for so long, and now it's, it's time to finally jump off that cliff onto the next uh, the next journey. Um, but again, like you said, it's been our lifeblood. This is, this is all we know in some cases. Right. And, uh, part of us wants to stay and, and finish out what we set out to do. Um, you know, but sometimes things don't align that way or we have different plans, but definitely I would, I would echo your sentiment, you know, and, and thank everybody for their contributions. Um, and just for them to know that it, they did make a difference, right? Because sometimes that's what people, um, you know, ha have that thought in the, in the back of their mind lingering that is like, could I have done more, right? I, I feel like I've given it my all. Could I have done more? Maybe I'm not seeing the results, um, you know, that, that I expected to see. But I would argue that everybody has inherently made a difference, um, no matter how big or how small. Absolutely. And, and, and every interaction, every word, every deed, uh, we, we make an impact. That's why I say that every small thing matters. Just, just a, a kind smile or a, a hello or good morning or have a great day. All that stuff matters when it's done with, with genuine sincerity and purpose. Um, and if you're leaving the service, um, I, I do wish you well. But, but remember, there's, there's joy to be found on the other side of the fence. Right. right. <laughs> there's joy to be found. Uh, there's going to come a, a freedom Every time I talk to some of my retired friends, they're always saying, my phone's not ringing in the middle of the night. I don't have ward packages and EPRs and decorations to write. So my admin, I've gotten all this admin time back. I've gotten white space. Fill the white space with things that make you proud, make you happy, and make you the best version of you. Reading, hiking, hunting, fishing, traveling. You pick a thing and go out and live your best life. Uh, if you feel like uh, you haven't quite got there, finish finish writing the next chapter and then start another chapter. I mean, keep reinventing yourself. I think that that's the best best thing we can do as humans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice. Okay, so the last topic that I kind of wanted to touch on, and you know, we've gone all over the map with it. I was on uh, LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, not quite like a previous co-host, uh, Major Chapman, he was always on Reddit Air Force, right? So looking at what uh, airmen or guardians anonymously say and, you know, put their feelings out there. And there seemed to be a lot of uh, frustration on, on some people's uh, minds as far as maybe not being heard. And it just reminded when I looked at it, I was like, man, that's not the, that's not the right attitude that I would, I would take with, 
with their line of thinking. And so it, it reminded me of a quote from, you know, classic movie, Remember the Titans, right? And uh, in, the, in the clip, the quote is, attitude reflects leadership, right? So, so my first part of the question would be, do you agree with that statement? Absolutely agree. Okay. I, I, I think that that is, I think that association brings about assimilation. And if we're associated with the right person with the right attitude, then there is no boundary on where we can go and what we can achieve. So, so that leads me to the second question. If we see pockets of you know, negativity or, or attitudes that aren't really lining up with, with how we're perceiving our message coming across, what are some ways that we can fix that for um, maybe the first line supervisors, maybe you know, even second level supervisors? What advice would you give to those leaders um, as far as maybe you know, curating the way that the message comes across, or how would you how would you help mold that attitude holistically? Well, I think that social media has allowed us to have the ability to say almost anything we want and think that we're one hundred percent right. Yep. Um, and and then somebody else jumps onto that thought or that thread, and then it becomes an emotional snowball. What I would say is if you're in an area where you feel that there is negativity, um, I would offer two wise people uh, for, to consider and put in your quote uh, book. Mother Teresa, be the change that you see. Right? And then I would offer Denzel Washington and say that uh, sometimes your light will irritate other people's demons. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So, so if you're going to be that positive light and you're going to be that force for good, it's okay when you don't get the recognition and the pat on your back. Keep pushing. You'll become the change that you seek. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, remember, your light, your positivity is going to irritate other people. Don't be afraid of the comments and, and the shade that they throw your way for lack of a better term mm -hmm. and if they're if they're dressing you down to exalt themselves then they're the ones that potentially for consideration they have a problem with you because they can't be you right and and comparison will always make a mockery of everything and it will make you lose value in yourself when you compare yourself to Right. I think Theodore Roosevelt said it best, comparison's the thief of joy. It is. So if you don't want to meet with disappointment, don't compare yourself to anybody except for the person that you see in the mirror. Right, right? in the mirror. Yeah, and, and then that's the person uh, that you got to beat every day. And then continue, 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 and then look at the fan following behind you. And if you're waiting on the on the thumbs up and the heart emojis and the uh, the all the social media whatever, the positivity to come, that's not where you're going to connect. Right. It's going to be through the interpersonal skills. It's going to be through your phone calls. It's going to be through less email chatter and less tweets. It's going to be through the handshakes and the breaking of bread. That has not changed. Just social interaction has not changed, and it will be the tie that binds and can overcome all that negative stuff. Yes, sir. I, you know, definitely my thoughts. Um, I. You, one of the biggest things uh, I, I think that adds to the social connection is in being in being so socially connected now with social media, 
it almost feels like if I'm not posting, if I'm not showing what I'm doing, then I'm, I'm not really doing anything, right? But sometimes that couldn't be more, more uh, far from the truth, right? You, you could be doing all sorts of great things and not have to quote unquote brag about it on social media. Um, and, and I think that goes back to your original statement that you have to find the purpose on why you're doing something, right? It shouldn't be to chase the pat on the back, to chase the accolades, right? It should be, uh, you know, for, for, for yourself and for a greater good. Okay, so that's all the time that we have for today. Do you have any last parting shots? Last time you gave some, some mic drop moments that right. me and Z still talk about. <laughs> well, hey, Will, I'd just like to thank you for uh, doing this podcast. I know that uh, Mass Sergeant Z is getting ready to, to hang up his cleats, and, and we're grateful for his service to our nation. Uh, anybody listening out there, I, I would just offer you this for consideration. Uh, when you're brushing your teeth and you're combing your hair, if you have hair, or you're getting ready to greet the day, uh, just just remember, the, there is nobody in the world that you have to impress or take better care of than you. Uh, and, and if that was one thing that I learned late in my career, uh, that was it. Uh, i, I got to take good care of me, uh, and I can't pour from an empty vessel. So if I'm not mostly ready, I'm not physically sound, I'm not mentally mature, for that day, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be at my best, and therefore people will not get my best. Um, that, and that includes my family, that includes my coworkers, that includes my boss, uh, my boss's boss, uh, my boss's boss's <laughs> boss, because I mean, we all have them, right? Yep. Uh, really try to focus on what, what those items are that make you the best version of you. And, and if you're investing in you, there's always going to be a return on the investment. You're... Uh, your cup will be like a cloud. It will it will absorb as much as you want it to, and then all of a sudden it will burst open, and other people will benefit from your uh, your greatness. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so strikers out there, you heard it from Chief. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll definitely catch you next time on the next episode of Striker Thoughts. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at info at strikeworks.com. If you found value in the episode, please share it with your coworkers and anyone else that you think could benefit from it. Um, definitely, Chief Chaddock, thank you for joining me again. And uh, remember, change or get left behind. Strikers out.